Hey, Cam. Yes, Don. Do you ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race? Dude, all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way. Well, now our audience has someone to call. They need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock options from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go to online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business and make sure to tell them that Racers and Rental Cars sent you. Let's put it up for the weekend warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the weekend warriors. What's up, West Coast Cam? What's up, Don? How's it going? Much chippier there Buddy, much chippier. Well, it's the middle of the day. I'm on my hiatus from Tito's College right now. so Which is making me very happy because it's 3.30 in the afternoon over here and I'm recording a podcast and it's not midnight. Well, we all know that you need your beauty sleep. So, you know, that's what happens when you're old. You got to go to bed at like freaking 3 in the afternoon. I'm surprised you're actually still up right now. Is that so? Well, no, they would say beauty sleep for people that actually work during the day and have stuff to do, not these so-called posers as mm. I'm looking at you. Oh, okay. Poser, huh? I'm just saying, how hard can it be to teach distance online body shop? I'm just asking. <sighs> You're asking for a friend? It can be. <laughs> I'm asking for a career change. What the hell? <laughs> I highly recommend it. I'm just saying. It's actually, it's it has its own set of challenges. We'll leave it at that. But <laughs> worth it. Yeah, when you have hour-long classes and you don't know what you're going to do with the other 45 minutes. <laughs> Dude, my classes are four and a half hours long. That's the hard part. What are you going to do for those other four hours? I know. I'm just saying. Now you see my struggles. I mean, I, I mean, come on. What? I, what are you doing? I, I mean, they, they can only weld so many beads. You know what I mean? I hey, just get them to weld today we, together. Yeah, yeah, today we actually had a welding contest. I made them. I did a contest. Some of them are getting pretty good, and they're all new at it, so that's cool. All right. Well, enough of that for that matter. I'm just saying. What kind of shitty information are you going to give me this week? Hey, stick around. Folks, thanks for tuning in to Racers and Rental Cars. We forgot that whole entry thing last week on the episode because it was like one in the morning when I recorded it. So, therefore, I forgot the opening. But this week, we are going to talk about what you're going to do in the motorsports world because PRI is done. But before we get going with that, we're going to go the back and forth. We cannot thank you all very enough for sharing, rate, reviews, telling your friends, helping us get our numbers up. We greatly appreciate it. Still using our discount code RIRC for all our sponsors that have been involved with our show. We thank you for all of that. But that being said, we are going to spend the next hour talking about what we're going to do because we have no PRI in 2020 as that bombshell got dropped this week. Gone fishing. I, it's, and, and you know, I guess in a way it's, all right, so everybody, like the, the first things that kept people, people were sending me was, well, you had to expect it, right? It was coming. We all knew it was coming. Well, yeah, we all knew it was coming, but until it showed up, there was always that just sliver, right? That little sliver of hope. What did Jim Carrey say? So you 
So there's, I mean, there's a chance. There's a chance. That's it. It's all so, this one in a million talk. I, I mean, yeah. come on, hello. It, it's tough. It, it, it's very tough. And when we're we're coming out of, I like I like what somebody said on your uh, Instagram or was it Facebook? I don't know. One of your Insta spaces or social media platforms. Somebody said, "Sounds like Don's going to have to put up more practice tree races to keep people occupied between now and then." So, or between now and the off season. So, I think that's a good idea. And I mean, if you're lucky, maybe I'll just have to come to one of them. Well, I think. It's not, you're not far off. I mean, just think about it at this point. Okay. So we've already established that the NHRA season is going to end in October. That it is. That's going to, that's a long off season. There we go. That is the thing that I think is more troubling, not troubling, but, but concerning to me that we're going to have an off season that is going to start in November. There won't be a like a breakup spot in December for PRI where where we all come together and we we try to get our you know juices flowing if you will before the the harsh of winter Christmas and New Year sets in and then we all start you know spooling back up to get ready to go for for what would typically be Pomona which at this point, I'm going to jump out on a limb, and it doesn't even have to be a very hefty limb. It can break <laughs> right now. I don't see Pomona, the 2021 NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series, kicking off in Pomona, California. I heard a rumor of Gainesville, but I mean, I don't even think they've probably even thought about it, to be honest. I, you know what? I'll take that bet. They have totally thought about it. Because you have to think about how many events right now that have been rolled over, canceled, postponed, whatever adjective you want to use <laughs> to try to describe it. There are companies out there that have money invested in the events moving forward into 2021. NHRA, I do got to give them. I, I do have to give NHRA a plug. I mean, they have a one hell of a thesaurus. Wow. Absolutely. I mean, and they got rid of everybody in the PR market, PR marketing department, communications, except for this Jeffrey Young guy. And so, uh, which I still think this guy is like a ghost of somebody else. Cause if anybody has ever seen him, please message me. Let me know that you've seen the, the vice president of communications at NHRA, uh, otherwise known as Jeffrey Young. Cause I have not, um, and I've been looking for him. So I don't know if he was in Chick-fil-A beside me when I was up there at Indy or something a couple weeks ago. I don't know. But you're exactly right. His, his vo- vernacular <laughs> is very strong uh, in what they're using. But, I mean, it's just going to be a long winter. Now, does that mean it's a good thing for businesses? Is it a bad thing for businesses? I I just at this point I don't know, and I think it would be wrong to speculate that everybody's going to have such a strong winter. But I think by the time February rolls around, um, the southeastern part of the United States is going to get bombarded. I got to tell you, there's probably I'm going to wager to say that there's going to be a lot of shiny cars come March, April, ish. There better not be one burnout rubber slash scratch or anything on any car out there because there that is a long time to be polishing up on on your ride before before you take that sucker to the water box. Oh, that goes I, that goes for all you dirt track guys too. I don't want to see mean, dents or any mud on that. I don't. That's twenty twenty mud. We need to get rid of that. <laughs> definitely need to wash that down the drain. I mean for sure. I would think. To start out the 2021 season, I mean, I think if there's a certain part of the country that you could have an event in January, there's probably racers that would be raring to go, ready to go to get there. Yeah, it'll be interesting because usually in uh, California, January, Fontana or California Speedway, they they normally do some sort of warm-up 
events or whatever, like association races or club races. But uh, I mean, obviously they're closed down till the end of the year. And then with their new announcement with the whole rebuilding the facility or whatever the hell they're doing, I don't know if that's going to affect it or not. I can't imagine, like I talked about before, the drag strips along the back wall. So I don't see it being an issue, but you never know. I mean, California's a weird place right now, man. Weird place. Not that it isn't already or has always been, but man, I'll tell you what. You know what, Don? One thing that I'm a little interested to see how it's going to go. So Vegas is the final event, right? So are they going to make the NHRA banquet? Are they going to make that still in LA? Highly doubt it. wonder if that's going to be on Zoom. That's what it's going to be. Nah. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not going to do the banquet in Zoom. They're, it's going to be, I, they're going to do it somewhere in Vegas right after. Yeah, but how do, you, how do you do that when the last division race for the year is the next weekend? The divi- they're going to separate the NHRA Mellow Yellow Series banquet from the NHRA Lucas Oil Series banquet. Yeah, they're going to have to because that's going to be weird. It's like, how do you crown? It's not the last race of the year, and you can't really crown champions. I didn't even realize that until I was talking to my buddy yesterday, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to try to go to the divisional the weekend after Halloween. I was like, huh? I thought all that stuff was before. He's like, no, man, there's one on November 8th. I'm like, oh, maybe I will get to drive a super comp car this year. Look at that. Yep, going to finish it up that way. And it's going to be a challenge. Um, it's, I mean, that's the word that everybody is overused in 2020. It's a challenge for everything across the board right now from that standpoint. But at the same time that I say that, I had to applaud the PRI team. Dr. Jamie Meyer, I've, I've seen him a, a couple of times since he's been on the show. I've talked to a couple people on his staff. Uh, they, they had to cancel, but it was not for their lack of effort behind the scenes, trying to pull it off, regardless of what the requirements, you know, that they had floated out there on number of people in booths and distances and this and that, all of that removed just for them to be trying to pull off a sense of normalcy for us in the motorsports world that we all look forward to at the end of the year, that being PRI. Uh, hats off to them. It wasn't for the lack of effort. And Well, I don't think there's a lack of effort on anything. I mean, even, I mean, let's take NHRA, for example. I mean, as much bad PR that they've gotten over schedules and pay cuts and what they're going to do, clearly somebody, I don't know who, but somebody is working hard somewhere trying to figure all this out. There's a lot of dots to be connected there, and I mean, I'm sure that goes to say for a lot of companies, whether it's a manufacturer or NHRA or a trade show, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of people probably tearing their hair out 24-7 trying to make us all happy, and we all know that we can't make everybody happy. They have to make some serious decisions along the way, but I mean, yeah, rough. I don't want to be one of those guys. That's why I just teach auto body online. Well, that, you know, Cheetos College is very fortunate to have you on their on their <laughs> staff roster. So, um, yeah, because I don't know about you connecting dots. Nonetheless, uh, <laughs> probably got a better chance of letting Jet connect dots than you. But anyway, it's true. Uh, but no, that's again. I you know we talked about it a few weeks ago with. You know, when we start talking about SEMA being canceled and, and how you're going to navigate the off season, all of these things are just fill in the blanks of adding to the objections, if you will, that you have to overcome. You know, if you were a face-to-face guy or a handshake guy or a dinner deal guy, whether you were a salesman within these high-performance companies, uh, or you're an actual end user, or how about you're a business owner, and that's typically where you know you're used to making your deals or uh, furthering your relationships. 
at PRI and at SEMA, yeah, I, you're probably a little stressed right now or a little nervous about how you're going to try to overcome that. I bet Hal at the Moon is probably just as stressed. <laughs> how are they going to overcome not having PRI? That's what I want to know. Or St. Elmo's is probably stressed out too. But nonetheless, Slurping Noodle, all those places, they're all stressed out right now. But yeah, I don't know. That Again, 2020 is weird, man. That's all, I, that's all I can really have to say about any of it. 2020 is very weird. Well, very, I, actually, very weird. I actually got a little tear in my eye today because I got my uh, hotel cancellation confirmation no! email back. Yes. And, and that was... Um, it was sad, dude. It was very sad. To, yeah, that to, sucks. To, I, I mean, again, you know. I mean, I'm sad I don't get to crash on your floor now. I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> dude, you obviously have never stayed in the hotel that we stay in. There's not much floor space when you start putting suitcases <laughs> on the floor. You can sleep on top of the suitcases. You'd probably be good then. That's fine. <laughs> I've slept in many a bathtub in my day, so do that too. Again, you are the size of the bathtub. So, that, yep. I mean. Especially now with stand-up showers, you probably are good in those as well. Small, <laughs> small spaces. Yeah, just got to curl up like a roly-poly. That's, that's all you got to do. That is yep. all you got to do. Well, yep. so ready to start talking about talking about some marketing? Ready to start talking? Well, before you, before you do that, I was just perusing the internet here. And, you know, sometimes I like to go on that whole, like, backdoor NHRA racer website where they post all the stuff that they really don't want people to read, but they have to post it legally. <laughs> oh, and I'm looking N- at NHRAracer.com. Yeah, yeah. Where you go and sign register. up for races and yeah, yeah. register where people get fined, where people get in I trouble. No way you're going to bring up. I'm just curious as I'm reading a statement of action against a part three participants in particular, um, that it looks as though somebody did a burnout in Indy and each of them are being fined $2,500. Am I reading that right? An unmarked zone? I don't know anything about it, so I'm just, I'm just asking you because, you know, Don, you seem to be in the know on all this shit. I, I actually was not in the know about it when it happened. I, I was curious about it when I read the names. Uh, and yes, then, those will rename anonymous. Yeah, I'm going to leave the names out. But then when I, once I read the names, and of course, you know, all you have to do is just go on, on Face Space. And once you're on Face Space, you can find anything. And I had to ask the question, you know, as, as one of the individuals um, actually... Um, actually made a comment and it was one of the most mistake owning professional statements. Like, I mean, I loved it. I mean, he's like, yep, we did it in hindsight. It was the wrong thing, but we were having problems and we needed to know that it was fixed. And we're going to, we're going to pay it and move on. And I huh. was like, all right, I get it. I, I mean, um, yeah, that sucks. But at the same time, I, I understand what they were saying from the, the aspect of why they were there, what their full reasoning, the focus of them being there on the property. Uh, I understand that. And so they were committed to performing and executing why they were there. And that to me, yeah, it's unprofessional, right? That what they did, but the, the execution guy in me, the military guy, make the mission happen. Yeah, I get that too. I I get why they did it. Totally get it. Totally understand. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there was, um, a little bit of smoke, that was uh, produced uh, trying to work on something 
and get it ready for the next day and they got clipped if you will clipped yep the financial bank account got clipped yeah hey, $2,500 is a lot of money to me uh, $2,500 three times yes oh you picked up on that too well I mean hey what's your purse for I was, just, <laughs> I was just gonna say that. my bad sorry too soon um yeah no so but again like i said i get it they in the, the owning of it was just i mean spot on there wasn't a hem hall around about it it was yep we did it we owned it um and, and move on right so um which, which the, you brought it up too soon because this was number three on my sheet today. So, well, you, next time maybe hit me with that sheet before we start recording, and you know I won't jump the gun. The last three times I've sent you sheets, you didn't even open the damn email. Don't. Oh. <laughs> then again, you're in California. The squirrel might not have been powering the yeah. hamster wheel you should fast just, enough. Next time, just hold it up to the screen like this. Yeah, there you go. Right, exactly. I just. Yeah, I'll FaceTime you for it. It'll be all right. So let, let's talk about some owning, right? And how social media can be um, bandwagon-ish. How about that? So what were no, you? No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, what? I can't imagine such a thing. What were you doing on Sunday? Were you hanging out on Facebook, social media at all? What was I doing on Sunday? I don't know, what day is today? Today's Wednesday, right? Um, Sunday, Sunday, I Sunday. Why? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I think I was working on the house, doing something around the house. Because we got cabinets now, by the way. For those, for those at home wondering. <laughs> for those and people. and running water, a sink, an oven, microwave, dishwasher, all fully functional. Still waiting on the fridge though. What was that show? This old house, was that like yeah. something that Bob Vila did? Yeah. So yeah. in this week, this week's segment of this old house with Cameron Frey, he right. got appliances. Yeah, uh, buddy. So, right. but yeah, uh, what did I miss? And maybe refresh my memory, and I very well could have seen it or read you probably, it. you probably saw it. Did you see the smelly content that was on Facebook? You have to give me a little something more than that. My brain's fried today. It was really shitty. That does on Facebook. That really doesn't narrow it down. Oh, dude, I'm being very specific. I'm being. I'm actually being very. Oh, accurate. didn't somebody like blow up a, a porta potty or something? I saw something about like toilet paper and turds all over the place. Is that that, that I mean, was it? That was it. Yeah. So it was. So I kind of. Damn, I hate it for the people that. They had to endure it. And then, two, uh, damn, I hate it for the racetrack because they went ahead and blasted them on social media. Uh, but then again, at the same time, right, the same exact time, both parties and their ownership of, hey, we probably should have contacted them first before we put them on blast on social media. And the individual racer coming back and making good and explaining and taking care of the situation with the racetrack. So, but the thing was that was humorous to me, and I hate it. And I'm sorry right now. If you have, if you have never had your LQ or RV tank back up and start overflowing into your living area, oh, like like a certain racing individual's hospitality rig blew up and. In our pit one time? Yeah, been there. If you have never had that happen, I got nothing for you when you're trying to be a, a, a criticizing individual. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's a helpless feeling. I, I, I'm going to go back a long ways here, but when we first got a motor home when I was growing up, we used to go camping at the beach all the time. And we were there for like spring break and the toilet filled up. So my dad's always like, Get your ass over here. We're going to go dump the tanks and then bring it back over to the camp spot. Cool. You know, your typical, I was, I don't know, like middle school, 
helping dad pull the pull the deal and next thing i know all of a sudden i hear this oh shit fuck right right and it's like and, and i'm like huh and i look underneath the motorhome and all of a sudden all i see is feet dancing up and down up and down up and down and there's just poo flowing everywhere all over a state park and i'm like oh my god like mortified my brother was losing his mind yeah the hose came off of the motorhome and yeah it was not good so my dad looked at like he was freaking cousin eddie from christmas vacation hosing down the dirt <laughs> uh-huh I, it's not cool it is not it's <laughs> no, a it horrible sucks, thing man. It is the most helpless feeling in the world, and you got, like, luckily nobody was around to see it, but yeah, I can imagine, like, that happening at the racetrack. Oh, God. Or I've actually seen or heard people pulling those, like, as a joke, and then people driving home from the, from the racetrack, and that stuff going all over the place on the way home, like, from cars and stuff. Like, if you have that sick of a mind to think of doing something like that to somebody, shame on you. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, that's not cool at all. But, yeah, I mean, just when you have a mechanical failure inside your motorhome that causes that or your LQ, it's just bad. It's not good. Uh, but, again, I like the ownership from both parties. Uh, the comments for people attacking uh, the individual racer as a person, talk, I mean, calling them names as a human and their character and stuff. It's, uh, I just sat there and was reading and was like, really? You, you have no idea what happened. And, you know, I'm, I I know the individual and I'm going, yeah, that's not something that they did in their nature. What were people accused? Were people accusing him of just like letting her rip? Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw the jokes, like, I saw the memes from this and that's why I put together, but, um, Shitty situation, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, they put them on blast talking about yeah. take their points away from them, ban them from the racetrack. I mean, oh. all of these things, you know, when when it's like, yes, it's a bad thing, right? But I promise you, there's always underlying circumstances. Nobody's mm-hmm. just going to arbitrarily pull their crapper if, they, <laughs> if, if they're not in a last resort situation. So it's like, come on, guys. I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I but mean, that's that's social media for you. Blast them. We'll blast you first, and we'll worry about the recourse yeah. to action and apology later. There's an ask for every seat, even the broken ones. Exactly. You just made maybe a little closer to the ground. That's right. Just so, so yeah. So that was my again talking about the ownership. Uh, what the NHRA, you know, the individual came out there on social media, owned it. Uh, a racetrack and a racer in this situation again on social media and owned it um but at the same time probably should have never made it to that point that's that's risky i mean if it was just full and you're just kind of i would get it through through the day but well, I, yeah that's that wasn't what happened yeah no, that's oh. no no, they actually yeah. had a malfunction internally inside, and it was <laughs> the person or or the tank no, or the motorhome. No, no the motorhome. <laughs> oh, okay. I, so, thanks for clearing so, that up. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, some I of these fancy motorhomes. thought this was a I dumb and dumber that, situation. <laughs> yeah, no, no. some of these fancy motorhomes have these, you know, it's like when you go to flush, it's got two different switches. Like, it's got liquid, and then it's got solid. Well, right. they're, put, they're push button. And they'll short out on you. And you know what they keep doing while, while they short out on you? They keep filling that freaking tank up. Oh, boy. And eventually, what goes down has got to come up if it don't go out. Hey, it don't flow uphill. <laughs> it does not flow uphill. Negative. Absolutely not. So, all right. So, that's number three on there. We talked <laughs> about number one on the PR side, uh, PRI side. I want to get to our marketing thing for the week, right? And so here as we move through, we've talked a lot in the last, God, I think the last five weeks uh, about marketing, right? We started off with Zooms and and talking about Grammarly and just the steps of, of trying to figure out your course of action for going into 2021 and how you're going to reach out to these companies, which right now, I mean... 
Here it is. We're recording on September 16th. It is Q4, baby. It is like fourth down and one going into 2021. If you are not actively pursuing, communicating with companies right now, their representatives, uh, doing research, having open dialogue, working towards 2021, you're late to the party right now. And every day that goes by, you become later and later. Um, now, 2020 may also, I, I guess I should probably have started with that. <laughs> 2020 might actually be the one year where working on deals are probably going to get shoved further and further into the fall and early winter time frame. Uh, and I and I think that people can own that and, and use it as a justification in their planning. Yeah, because I'll be here to tell you that a lot of private equity companies don't make those decisions like they used to, so it takes forever. Well, and I mean, and right now, they don't know. I've nobody heard, knows what to do. Nobody knows how yeah. much money to allocate to this or that. So, so. And, and you, I don't know, you might have a couple things to chime in on this because of your network. So right now, a lot of companies that I've talked to in the aftermarket have been doing fairly well during this time frame, right? During this, if you want to call it post-COVID or COVID-isk or whatever the word is that people are starting to use uh, with their with sales and, and, and overall growth in revenue. I've heard that a lot. Yes. Yeah. The OE side of the house... Not so much. OE, OE side has been down uh, because, and mainly because a lot of those OE manufacturers shut down their lines for many weeks. So that impacted a lot of companies. So the OE side that I've you know heard is that they are down and they're not sure what 21 is going to look like. They're, they're, they're nervous from that aspect. And then, yeah, well, here's, here's a question too. When you bring that up, you know, you say all these aftermarket companies are just killing it. Right. So what does that say to a lot of their sponsorship and branding stuff? If there's no races going on, a lot of things happening, not happening. A lot of people just chilling on line at home or whatever. But yet they have their numbers are going to be are so skewed that you know oh we're this is the best year we've had in five years and we didn't do any advertising. So all right, so I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to come back to that. <laughs> I love that, jump ahead. Uh, yeah, you jump ahead so much. <laughs> uh, no, no, no wonder you're an online teacher. Uh, yeah, hello. So, <laughs> so that being said, the aftermarket people. The rumors and mullings, if you will, and the whispers are about they're conserving a little bit more of their budget and forecasting going into 21 because they expect it to slow up and they expect it to kind of have a little bit of a pause, if you will. So they're curious and being. Um, so, but are you saying that people actually ramped up their their efforts during this time? I think a lot of the aftermarket companies. So, because okay, I, so I, I personally guess, haven't really seen much of that. I mean, there could be. I mean, yeah, there very well could have been, but I'm trying to think of a company off the top of my head that would have done that. And I. All right. So, are you looking? Okay. So, first thing, are we talking about they ramped up in their inventory and spending and marketing and advertising, or are we talking about the fact that they just ramped up in overall sales? Well, they ramped up in overall sales, but not in spend, in ad yeah, spend exactly. or any of that. So they're not spending any money, and they're getting ludicrous numbers on the plus side. So it's like, you know, unfortunately, there's going to be people that aren't racing fans within those companies, even though they work for racing companies or what you know, or it's Johnson and Johnson, whoever. They're going to be like, well, why are we spending all this cash? You know, why are we going to sponsor a NASCAR team and spend thirty million dollars? when we had the best year of our lives and we didn't do a damn thing. So I think that's good that you clarified because sales are going to go up, right? So we have sales and 
you actually could have no inventory. You could be so slow on your inventory, your raw materials, your vendors. lead times will be oh, four God. to six years. Right. So, I mean, you're talking to people and they're like, typically you knew that they were like a, you know, a five to 12 day window or whatever. And then let's say they're a little bigger. And so maybe those lead times are like, you know, we're, we're two weeks out, you know, let's talk about some hard parts. you know, we might be three weeks out under normal circumstances, right? You're talking about now I've heard people tell me that it's six, eight. I even had one company tell me they were 12 weeks for certain products, 12 weeks. Now we already made the sale. We already got paid, but the customer's waiting 12 weeks, three months to get, uh, to get a product, right? So again, with that, that it goes, no, we're not spending any money in advertising and marketing. Everybody's at home or they're on their phone. And right now, I think a lot of it is either it was done from in the past and people just know or they're doing it from, you know, group organic marketing, if you will, like in, you know, different Facebook groups or online chat forums or whatever the case is, or they knew about your product and your company beforehand and their sales are going up. And so they're not really having to spend any money at all in marketing and advertising. Now, to go to your next statement, let's do, let's, we're going to call this what I would call, um, pre-millennial marketing philosophy, right? That's what I'm going to call it, what your statement was. Well, we just had the greatest year and we didn't spend anything in marketing. Well, why are we going to spend any money in 21? So I consider that like pre-millennial thinking, like very, I don't want to say old school, right? Because then everybody thinks that you're calling them old, executively speaking, but that's not the case. Like when you market and you advertise, you're planting the seeds and you're doing it consistently. It does not matter how much money or how your sales are going up or down. You have to continuously plant the seed and try to drive sales and be on top of mind that when people go to think about XY product, they know that they're going to blah, blah, blah dot com and they're ordering blah, blah, blah brand. And, and it, when you don't do that, even, you know, I had a company tell me, we can't keep up with our POs. We cannot keep up. Okay, that's a good thing. But, oh, we're, yeah. not, but we're thinking about not doing anything marketing-wise in 21. And I'm going, why? At some point, your POs are going to catch up. And then you're going to be sitting around going, well, uh, why are our sales off? I just, you know, I mean, you can always have more sales and more market share. And if you think that you, that you don't have to, and you're, you know, I think, I don't know. I think that's just, I think that's kind of sideways vision at that point. I think you have to continue to do just like you've done before, maybe not as much, right? So if you're nervous or conservative about it, then, okay, I can get that. You're like, ah, let's just, you know, let's hold back a few percent, so forth, and across the board and, and you know, in preparation, you know, slush fund, if you will, to have at a later date. Um, but I, yeah, that, so I, I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think there? I mean, I agree. I mean, you don't want to see people just collapse because at, at some point, I, I feel like this whole year is just kind of like a pie in the sky thing. Yeah, it's for, even for sales, right? So they're not justifiable numbers. I don't think, like, I think there will be a big asterisk, you know, five years from now. They're going to be like, well, how come in 2020 we were, we were up 43% or whatever, and now we're only up typical 20, 25% or whatever, 3%, 2%, whatever your goal is. But in 2020, we were, we were killing it. Well, I think that there's going to be an asterisk on that, or there should be on, for all these companies, because it's not, this isn't real life. <laughs> like, it's not relevant. There's nothing to, I mean, maybe in 150 years when we have our next global pandemic, 
um, they can pull out the almanac or whatever they call it and dial her in. But I, I don't think, I hope it won't affect what the people are doing. They're going to talk about it, I can promise you that, because they are always looking to cut spending in any sort of company, especially in automotive aftermarket. But I hope that the marketing directors are able to sell their spiel well enough to where that they, they don't do it. Because it, it, as we said, it blows downhill, right? So if they start making those big cuts at those big, big levels, it's just going to trickle out down to us, right? The racer. So, therefore, our budgets get cut. We can't race as much. Sanctioning bodies can't produce as much because there are you know, not as many races. People aren't sponsoring races, blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, we're all just here standing there looking at, you know, InstaSpace again and wondering what the hell happened. I, I couldn't agree more with that. They, I mean, it's you still have to... You still have to be impactful. You still have to be out there and... And ride the wave. I mean, it's, you know, when, when you're, if you think about this, if your competition's advertising and you're not, don't be upset when their market share and their sales goes up and yours stagnates or, or sustains right there where you're at. Yeah, I mean, don't be, don't be upset. Don't be shocked. Don't go, what happened? Uh, excuse me, Bob. <laughs> remember when <laughs> so yeah so that's and if you're out there and you're chasing sponsors you're gonna you should be hearing these i mean these conversations in, in some of the uh the chat rooms of sports business journal and aftermarket news uh you, i mean there's people are talking in the and it's definitely uh again it's not a normal 2020, or I shouldn't say that. It's not a normal year, if you will, for aftermarket OE and motorsports uh, across the board marketing-wise. So um, be prepared. Got to be prepared for those objections, that's for sure. Absolutely. Preach. Preach. Well, let, let, let's let preach. Let's, let's have our Manscaped moment of the week. just going to ask you. What do you got for me for our Manscaped moment of the week? Considering it's super humid in here and uh, you have to go find some of those Manscaped ball wipes to go get me through the rest of the day. Well, you know, right Because I did now, order them off of Manscaped.com, uh, you know, and I used RIRC for the promo code. Got myself 20% off, maybe some free shipping in there. You know. Totally. I, I mean... Can you not in any way, shape, or form, can you not do anything without Manscaped.com? I want to tell you right now, so my Manscaped moment before, we, before I get off on a tangent of Manscaped.com, <laughs> I, I am, uh, you know, we've had a couple Manscaped moments where we've talked about uh, NASCAR side of the house, for Bubba Wallace and his marketing team and how he stood out. Last week we talked about him leaving and taking his deals and going somewhere else and so forth. And I didn't get a lot of, uh, I, let's say, I didn't get a lot of people that were going, oh, yeah, that's great. That's a really good, you know, that's a good idea or whatever. Um, but what I, did, what I did get a lot of feedback on was Kyle Larson. And so... We, I've referenced owning things and, and so forth uh, today on the show, on the podcast. So right now, again, you know, Kyle Larson made a mistake earlier in the year. It was unforgettable. It'll never be forgotten. Doesn't mean that it's not unforgivable. And I'm, my Manscaped moment is going to Kyle Larson. He's been screaming, killing, killing it on the on the circle track, dirt track, whether whether it's modifieds, open wheel, whatever. He I read something he wins. won like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars in winnings just in dude, dirt cars. Dude, do you wanna know right now? Do you wanna know where he's making more money than just the wins? Hmm. Insta space. T shirt sales. Ooh, yeah, there you go. 
You hold on to that thought. We're going we're gonna to talk about that as soon as I get through this. Manscaped moment goes to Kyle Larson. Mark my words, folks. You can go ahead. You can piss and moan, kick over trash cans, stomp up and down on your beer cans or your white claws or whatever it is that you're drinking out there. But mark my words, Kyle Larson will be in NASCAR in 2021. If you don't think so, please do me a favor and crawl back under the rock that you've been living in or living under for that matter. He's done it all. He's quietly, if you look at his Twitter, if you look at what his wife posts, he's quietly doing things behind the scenes, no PR, no media. He's up in it. He's belongs to an urban school in Philadelphia to for inner city youth. He is doing things behind the scenes that nobody is hearing about. And you're going to hear about him again in NASCAR in 2021. So my manscape moment goes to Kyle Larson for owning it and growing and bouncing back and not letting him keep you down. So manscape moment of the week, Kyle Larson. Folks, manscaped.com, get yourself the perfect package 3.0. You get the preserver and the crop reviver along with the lawnmower 3.0. Get yourself cleaned up. If you like Cam and you live in those high humidity areas, go out, order yourself some ball wipes. Use the discount code RIRC, 20% off, free shipping, and then... And then, my friends, once and you then. get your man, and then once you get your manscaped.com kit, or I'm sorry, your manscaped perfect package 3.0 comes to you, go on to Facebook and become part of the Manscaped Baller Group Forum. It is private only. You've got to have bought a Manscaped product to be invited and approved to come in. And let me tell you. There is some pretty cool people that hang out in the Manscaped forum on Facebook. So again, manscaped.com, R-I-R-C. When you check out, get yourself cleaned up and ready to go. Wintertime's coming. We're all going to be snuggling. Make sure you're ready. Manscaped.com. All right, so we're going to close out, Cam. We're going to talk about Kyle Larson because it, kind of rolled right into it here i wanted to talk about identity for our so for our marketing skill if you will or topic for this week's show identity we all want to have an identity right we want to have we've talked about the fact of of having a representative brand right you've got ferrer company as i'm looking at you with your bright neon yellow whatever you want to call it green fluorescent got that right F on a ball cap, you know, it's for air company. If you're out walking on the, on the 10, you, somebody would notice you and not run you over, right? It's part of your brand. It's your identity. We've got some great racers out there that do a really good job of working on their brand and their identity. Kyle Larson in his identity, his brand, he is killing it in the dirt track world with apparels, apparel sales. So you're a drag racer, you're an NHRA guy, you've been to a NASCAR event. The difference over on the world of outlaw side versus NASCAR and NHRA is that the drivers on the trailers pay one, they pay whoever the apparel trailer owner is to be on the trailer. They get a percentage of the sales the apparel trailer pays the sanctioning body a fee to be on the property depending upon where they are in line. There's a, there's a, a pecking order, if you will, to placement. And so by the time the, the let's say, the revenue from any of the sales, right, for your, for your brand, uh, come back to the individual driver, right? Because when you sign a contract, uh, almost 99% of them belong to the motorsports team uh, or they have individuals involved that are going to get percentages of those sales before it ever gets to the driver. It may be the t-shirt company that prints it, uh, that they've got some ownership in it and so forth. 
the one thing that goes on over in the world of Outlaws and the Dirt Track series, there's no fees. Ooh. Kyle, Kyle Larson has his wife work in the t-shirt trailer. They get a couple of their fan club members or volunteers or whatever the case may be. And they're over there and they're just killing it. Some of the photos that I've seen of the lines of people in line to get a Kyle Larson shirt in the dirt at these dirt track events, dude, it's just, it's mind blowing. There's not a, there is not Dale Jr. Maybe Dale Jr. Might be one of those drivers that there's always a line. It's going to be at a line at his souvenir trailer, right? Or Dale Earnhardt senior, those guys, right? Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, right? But not compared to the line. There, I forget where. I think it was one of the Wisconsin races or something. Or it may have been in, during Midget Week. The, the photo that I saw, it was like they were, they were like three deep. Three lines. Really? Oh, dude. That's awesome. I, so again, yeah, Kyle's killing it on the racetrack. He's killing it in the apparel sales. So, I mean, there, there's, whew, I'm just, man, I was impressed. And then I had to, you know, I had to go research a little bit and see how, you know, if there's fees involved and things of this nature. And so the questions that I got answered was like, oh, no, there's no fees. You don't owe them anything. They're happy if you have a souvenir trailer. <laughs> Maybe True. I need to go get a dirt track car. Right. My, they got I, maybe I need to too because they have cool fluorescent neon colors, colors. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking I'm about. Pretty good. I'm pretty good at running into walls if you haven't heard. <laughs> Oof. Hey, man. Hey. You Don't put yourself, yourself down, man. Can't laugh at yourself. You can't laugh. But true. Let's go back to the identity, folks. I just want to put it out there. If you've got like some silly adjective or derogatory word in your race team's name or in your brand or your identity, let's just go ahead and say, guys, it's kind of like your email address. If your email address is bigdonkey48 at gmail.com and your big donkey race team, unless you're sponsored by a zoo, I'm the coolest MFR racing dot com. Is that it? Dot com? Yeah. yeah. At at AOL dot com. <laughs> at AOL dot com. Right. Yeah. yeah. So guys, please get fix your email accounts and make sure your brand identity it, I mean is clean. It's crisp, right? It doesn't offend anybody. Um I I mean, come on. Hey, man, people, people are easily offended these days. Just saying. The, 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 man, marshmallow gloves. Everybody is wearing marshmallow gloves. <laughs> all right? We, we should all be ready to eat some mores at any moment. we got marshmallow gloves. Preach. Ah. So, all right, so I've got one in my head of a dirt track shirt from PRI that I remember. That was a brand. That was a team name. Give me one off the top of your head that has been unforgettable. That you're like, I can't believe that. Ooh, I don't know. It's not really a team name, but I see a lot of people have that. My drinking team has a racing problem. A lot of people put that on shirts and stuff. <laughs> yeah, not uh, again. Um, I, yeah, again. Oh. Thank you. Oh, I, I like the Peytons, the their the Peyton Racing T-shirts. There's there's say they have a shirt that says "What could possibly go wrong in four seconds?" It's pretty cool. It's pretty good. That's that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not really like okay. a, that's not really like a team name, but it's kind of a good slogan yeah. for a shirt. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, the one that sticks out to me um, that was very troubling is Cock Racing. Wow. Not Cox. Not Cox racing. 
Not COX. Cock racing. Well, did they have a rooster logo on there or anything? They sure did. Knew it. And I was like, huh. And you're wearing that around the PRI show. And it was like a group of them. I mean, I guess it's better, it's better than your fire suit. I'll take your fire suit if it doesn't offend anybody. Ooh. There you oh, go. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, right? Okay. So let's have this conversation as we're getting ready here to wrap up on some identity because we're, we're getting towards the off season and I know what's going to happen, right? It's been happening now that we've gotten back to racing. More and more and more photos, right, on race pages while you're consuming alcohol. Mm-hmm. Good or bad? I mean, if you're 17, doing a keg stand on the top of something, bad. If you're sponsored by Coors Light, which I wish I was, good. Drinking responsibly, good. So it depends on the context. But what a lot of people don't realize is they merge their personal college life, frat boy, sorority life with their racing page. Probably not the best idea. Even if you did it, like back in 2014, you should probably go scroll through your timeline on your MySpace account and uh, either deactivate that sucker or just just delete the stuff because it's not going to help you at all. No, it's not. And it's, and it's actually, you know, the whole alcohol thing along with politics thing are two things that just don't go in your timeline when it comes to the aspect of you actively pursuing sponsors. Hey, when I drink a beer at the racetrack, I even feel weird having it in a can. Like if it's not in a like put in a at cup. a yeah, I put it in a cup. Yeah, I I truly I don't want any photo with a beverage, you know, like like that. I mean, now if I'm out and we're playing golf or something like that, okay. But again, you you have to, you know. Yeah, I'm not saying that I that I don't have photos of me holding a beer, but if if or when I do, I'm not looking like a knucklehead. It's I try just to be me. Aware if somebody pulls yeah. a camera out. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's generally a good idea. But people don't think like that, man. It's cool. Got to show you drinking the White Claws, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Dude, it's been a minute since I jumped on you about some White Claws. I haven't had one in so long. I couldn't tell you the last time I had one of those. I'm, I've had this thought that, about... How about we go and we start trying to bring back Boone's Farm? Oh, hell yeah. I think Boone's Farm should make a total retro comeback. I'm all about that. Or I, I mean, I think, or just go straight to it and just go for the box wine in the bag. Yeah. Pull it out of the box. Company Cerveza or something. What's it called? I thought it started with a V. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I bet but. Angie knows. Yeah, probably. Let's <laughs> call yeah. Courtney up. Courtney, what's that box wine yeah. you drink? Yeah. I, I mean, we mm-hmm. we could totally we could totally bring that stuff back. Totally. Yeah, it could come. Ask back. Diane. It could come back. I don't. I don't know that ask Diane it. ever drank drank box no. wine. They ask She's any from Chicago. woman. Yeah, ask any woman. She'd probably tell you. Yeah, but yeah, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I think we should bring back Boone's Farms. There you go. What do they call it? Strawberry Hill? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It? Man, we're really dating ourselves now. Yes. All right, Cam. So this weekend, as we wrap up this show, Saturday, everybody should be watching Dallas. Double up in Dallas. But also, for the NHRA Divisional, they'll be in Dallas. 
But how about NASCAR at Bristol under the lights Saturday night? Hopefully uh, everybody checks that out. And we cannot, cannot, cannot forget that the Midwest Pro Mod Series is going on. No, it's not. I'm sorry, not Midwest Pro Mod. Tyler, sorry, dude. The Shakedown over on Flow, Flow Sports. Make sure to check them out as next week we will have some discounts going on for you on the Flow Sports side. We're going to get that out, letting the small cat out of the bag if you hung out till the end of the show. Make sure to tell your friends. Share our show. Like, rate, review. Hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. Buy a t-shirt. Thank you for those that continue to message and buy Diane shirts. We appreciate that as well. Uh, the folks that buy the fluorescent neon green i'm gonna stand out in the crowd you'll never lose me uh cameron foray foray company hats we appreciate that as well works great if you work for caltrans too does it really (laughs) okay if i'm working for the cia and i'm tracking you down that hat will stand out i won't lose you got that right cam i'm done dude get us out yeah no i'm out i'm out too um yeah, I got to go back to Chios College and get back to work. So, uh, but yeah, thank you to uh, all the partners that uh, continue to make this show a success. Voice America for helping produce uh, your flow sports that Don had mentioned. He let a little cat out of the bag there. So that's pretty cool. Um, Manscaped.com, CBDMD. Don't forget to use uh, RIRC at checkout for 25% off there as well. And uh, yeah, also over at KN, RIRC over at KN. Make sure you hit them up. Get yourself some air filters, oil filters, anything filtration, even for your house. They got cool stuff for your house for your uh, for your furnaces and stuff. So make sure you change those before you light that sucker up for the winter. And yeah, I'm out of here. Bye bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Motion Raceworks, Performance Data Systems, Streetway Marketing and Media, and Stupid Fast Racing and racersandrentalcars.com.